1170. The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Dynamite in a dress. The Baroness of the Beach. Yeah, yeah, I am. And among other things that uh, I was accused of being last night, I'm, I've, I'm often accused of things. And then you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with that. Especially when I'm accused of being dynamite in a dress. Because I bust through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night here. And I'm ne- But I never do it alone. I often do it almost every day with this fella here who's wearing kind of an interesting hat right now. And it's none other than DJ Carrot Stooks. Hello. (laughs) You can't can't come with an intro when you're wearing that hat. You make fun of my hat, you get get a hello. (laughs) Come on now. All right, tell everybody about your little sad little hat. It's not sad. It's an amazing hat. It combines two of my favorite things in life, uh, the San Diego Padres and comic books. It has the super fryer on it. The super fryer. Like super fly. He thinks he's super fly with his little super fryer hat on. He's going to some intergalacticonness event uh, here. I shouldn't be promoting Tell him you, on it's my not hate. too late. We can get you in. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I would, um, but, you know, I think I've um, got... Yeah, you know, I've got 10 nails and some bamboo at home. So, you know what, I've got other plans. But thank you very much for thinking of me. And thank you all for being here and being part of the show. 888-344-1170, if you would like to chime in on this. 888-344-1170. We're going to make a little time for fun throughout the show because it is Friday Fun Day. And later on in the show, we've got a guest here, a retired U.S. Army, who's now a book author. And he's written a really fun book that I can't wait to sink into uh, this weekend. So we're going to talk about that. We got later on in the show, the awards for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. There was so much stink that that's a hard one uh, for me um, to actually narrow down to the top. We might have a tie this week for Stink of the Week. Uh, And uh, all related to the stinkiness of this week is um, everything related to the IG report. And Sidney Powell, former federal prosecutor, the woman who literally wrote the book that has been mentioned at congressional hero, uh, hearings, and uh, she's on Hannity all the time, is going to be here to weigh in on this IG report. Before we get to Sydney after the first break, i got to ask y'all, <sighs> I got to thinking about expectations. Because we knew, the thing about expectations is, going back to when President Trump won the election, I, immediately the first thing that I did was, we gotta have a, we got to have a chat about expectations. Because everything is all about expectations. I come out of sales, corporate America, and we were taught that the most important thing that you do is set proper expectations all along the way with everybody. Because if people don't get their expectations met, it, it, it's, it's worse than if they had no expectations at all. If somebody has expectations of something that they're really wanting to happen and you don't deliver... They are really, really angry. It's easier for somebody to not expect to get a birthday present or Christmas present than to think that they're going to get the gift of their dreams and end up getting 
it's like it's like a, a it's better for a wife to never even have any idea she's going to get some beautiful piece of jewelry on Christmas Day. But it's better to tell her up front you're going to buy her a vacuum cleaner than to make her think she's got a shot at the at the you know diamond earrings and then you give her the vacuum cleaner. So I got to thinking about one of the reasons why so many people like myself were really upset over this IG report was because not not so much about the contents of what was in it because we already knew so much of what was already what had already gone down and transpired with this. It's because there was an expectation of what was going to happen after this IG report. There was an expectation. That this investigative person, that the Republican Party had all said, this Horowitz guy, he's this straight guy. He's going to come forth and he's going to, it's going to be scathing. And you know what? Wow, Sessions is sitting on 29,000 indictments and this is just going to pave the way. Heads are going to roll. People are going to be perp walked. There was expectations of what was going to happen afterwards. What, what happened today as a result of this IG report? Forget even all the crap that was in it and the lies that were in it. On top of some actual evidence, because they could only whitewash so much of it out. What happened today? What heads rolled today? Manafort's. What's the result from this IG report? Manafort's gone to jail, and everybody now all afternoon has been talking about illegal children being ripped from families. Illegal children that are being used as a battering ram against this country. That's what everybody's talking about today. People have kind of moved on from it. Which is, is, is exactly what they were expecting from us. See, the deep state thought that they could put out this equivalent of James Comey July 2016 speech. Throw us some crumbs within this report to say, yeah, there was some bias. But you know what? It really didn't affect the outcome. The same people have been telling us for how long that, there was, that the entire FBI and DOJ were apolitical. That they had no political persuasion whatsoever. Then they report... These text messages, they could only keep them from us for so long. They've been stonewalling for how long to keep all this from us? Well, it didn't really affect any of the investigation. I got, I, it, it triggered my inner Judge Judy. What's my favorite quote of all time? It's two from Judge Judy. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. And if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And both of those applied to this report today. We already knew so much. Uh, here's what we already knew, that Hillary violated the Espionage Act. It was documented. She transported classified information across an illegal server. We knew she destroyed government property under subpoena. We knew she was exonerated in advance. We knew she was never put under oath. We knew that immunities were granted to Mills, Samuelson, and even Platt River, who set up the illegal server. We knew that grand juries were never impaneled. We knew that devices were not uh, searched. We knew that devices were allowed to be destroyed which was a failure to preserve evidence, we knew that hundreds of thousands of emails were never even reviewed whatsoever, including, as Gateway Pundit or True Pundit pointed out, involved, which was mentioned in the IG report, they know at least some of those 350,000 emails that were discovered on Wiener's laptop actually had references to the Clinton Foundation and sex crimes against children, and yet none of that was ever investigated. We already knew that Obama knew about Hillary's server and that he had his own phony email account that he was communicating with her. We knew that already. We already knew that he let political considerations, Comey did, affect. Even if you didn't believe that he was in the tank for Hillary, every he, every step of this IG report says that they, they took steps and avoided certain things in order to fast track this and get it done and wiped away before the election. We already knew all that. We already knew Strzok and Page were biased. We knew, we knew all of this. We also knew that Trump never obstructed justice because we already knew what was in the, what the, what was in the memos. We already knew all this stuff. So, so what people expected 
was that what was going to happen as a result was that it, there was actually going to be some accountability once it was finally documented by the IG. We, you know, the takeaway for me is a couple of things. It's clear that an FBI plot existed to stop Trump from becoming elected and then to unseat him after he won, and that the plot coincided with covering up for Hillary Clinton's crimes. There was political bias in two forms, pro-Hillary, but there was also political bias in the form of anti-America, anti-American bias. It was about protecting the deep state as much. You look at those text messages in which they talked about Trump supporters being POSs. This is about a preservation of the deep state. This is bigger than Trump that was at play. We also know that the Clinton investigation was never completed and the Mueller investigation should have never been done. So the expectation from everybody was that what was going to end up happening on the other side of this was that there was going to be a reopening of the Clinton investigation. It was actually going to go forward and be conducted in a proper manner, in which case she should be indicted. And that we expected that on the heels of this, that between Sessions and Ray, that there would be a dissolution of the Mueller investigation, particularly the Mueller investigation. The Democrats knew that this was tied. I'm even hearing conservatives say, well, this is just about Hillary and the emails. No, this involved the Mueller investigation. And if you don't believe me, I want to play, um, I'm going to have DJ Carrot Sticks play one of the clips. Um, it is clip number one, DJ Karastis. I think it really undercuts the two prongs of the Mueller investigation. Obviously, the obstruction of justice is a joke at this point because Comey should have been fired. That's what the IG report says. Comey would be a horrible witness in an obstruction case. So that's done. The collusion angle, we've been trying to get all these documents, say, why did you start it? They won't provide it. But now we have this one text message, which the DOJ would not provide us up to this point, where they say he's not really going to be president, is he? And Peter Strzok, the guy that opened the counterintelligence investigation, says, no, no, he's not. We at the FBI will stop him. That is wrong. And this whole thing needs to come to an end. Yeah, there it is. That President Trump was right when he came out today and said that he was completely exonerated. You just heard DeSantis right there. This completely undercut it. We already know. But we actually, like I said earlier, we actually already know that there was never any case for this Mueller investigation, even outside the phony FISA warrant and all that kind of crap. The, the investigation, the special counsel was supposed to be, as I said last night, the basis of obstruction. And Comey's memos were supposed to prove that. But everything has proven that, and completely exonerated President Trump and undercut the Mueller investigation. So that gets back to expectations. The expectation of the American people and anybody paying attention was that on the heels of this report, Hillary Clinton investigation would be reopened and be properly handled and that there would be a dissolution of the Mueller investigation. And by the way, that there would be firings of people that were um, uh, like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page that were clearly biased. And that could not be allowed to happen. But, but in the FBI, they, they were clearly, uh, um, I don't know the criminal term. I've got Sidney Powell come up, but I'm going to ask her for, for you know, what, what's involved in, in terms of uh, the Department of Justice, in terms of what they would, the basis of the firing, what the terms would be. But as President Trump said today, they should be fired. Trump comes out today and says Ray's a good guy. Well, you know what? He may be a good guy, but, uh, but he's clearly, uh, at this point, it's astounding to me that Trump could say he's a good guy while also saying that Strzok and Page should be fired, and they haven't been. My expectations of what would happen, um, based upon everything that we already knew before this IG report was done, based on everything that we already know, was that the Hillary Clinton investigation would be reopened, 
the Mueller investigation would be dissolved and Strzok and Page would be would be fired. And that hasn't happened yet. In fact, as far as we know, Strzok still has high-level classifications. Did you all know, by the way, that when this that this report that came out today, the reason why it's taken a month, because everybody involved, including Strzok and Page, were allowed to edit it. It was like a take-home test. If you don't believe me, we're going to play one more clip. This is clip number three. Clip number three. It's okay, bud. It's also important to remember the draft document was done by the IG's office, and then they spent about a month or so, maybe more than a month, circulating among the DOJ, the FBI, and the official, uh, officials who, who were named in this document. That gave them an opportunity to actually rebut and uh, make corrections that they felt were necessary. We need to know what the IG found before these rebuttals took place. It's perfect for transparency. We found out so much information just yesterday in the IG's report. We want to get to the original report and see if anybody was tampering or not necessarily tampering, but certainly manipulating, mm. trying to manipulate the final report. So the people that were being investigated actually were allowed to edit the report about themselves? Did you care at six? Wouldn't you have loved that every step of the way during your education, you would have been allowed to, you know, uh, to uh, report on yourself? Yes, especially the comment section on your on my report card. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to pick this up on the other side. We're going to talk to Sidney Powell and get a former federal prosecutor's perspective on all this. And I want your perspective because there's people today that are just as angry as I am. But there's other people that are like, oh, you know what? It's all going to be good. It's all going to work out in the end. That, that's not what, uh, what, what I expected to happen right now isn't. 888-344-1170. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Hi, this is Andrea Kay, and when I lived in Las Vegas, this southern girl fell in love with the desert landscape. I loved all the rock formations and the beautiful deep red rocks compared to that crisp blue sky. And that's why I love so much Erin Hansen and the Erin Hansen Gallery. She's a contemporary impressionist artist, and her new collection of red rock desert paintings is being presented next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m., located just off the 15 freeway at 9705 Carroll Center Road here in San Diego. Her vibrant paintings 
breathe such fresh color into traditional Western landscapes and take me right back into those beautiful desert areas. And each painting represents her unique view of the natural world. This collection will feature pieces inspired by Hansen's travels through the national parks and monuments of Utah and Arizona, Nevada and Colorado. So don't miss it. They'll have live music and wine tasting. Join us at the Aaron Hansen Gallery for the Red Rock Show next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. or visit Aaron's page at AaronHanson.com. That's AaronHanson.com. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. Touché, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touché. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. And joining me now... Uh, to give her expertise and her wisdom on this is um, frequent guest on the Andrea K. Show, the gal who literally wrote the book on the corruption in the Department of Justice. The book is called License to Lie. If you haven't read it, as Newt Gingrich says, everybody needs to read it. It will help you really understand what's really going on here. Sydney Powell, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Andrea. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, especially given the fact that I know that you've been all over media today and you must be absolutely exhausted um, so much ground to cover. Uh, I don't even know really where to begin. I don't know what I was more upset about yesterday, the IG report in terms of uh, the whitewashing that it did of, of everything that went on here or Christopher Ray, who came out with his Starbucks training plan as though that's somehow going to fix what happened here. I guess the implication was that Comey and the rest missed the day of training on how to investigate <laughs> at, at the Federal Bureau of Investigation, right? I mean, your perspective, please. Or even how to behave as a, as a professional human being. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on all this? Well, I was a bit disappointed in the Inspector General's report, but we have to remember uh, he's like an HR person for a major corporation. He's not a criminal investigator or a prosecutor putting a case together to take to trial. He is looking primarily at processes and internal rules and things like that. Well, let me ask you then. Okay, so is he an attorney? Yes. Okay. So then he should have known. It. It. it then he he walked that line too much for me because if he's just evaluating things from let's say an HR perspective, um, he de- he then he shouldn't have dabbled into the investigative part. Instead, he dabbled into the investigative part in order to um, basically whitewash what went on. For example, when he's talking about how. 
um, Comey didn't bother to uh, look at emails or look at devices. As an attorney, he then goes on to say later that that no improper considerations were made. Well, how can you say that that wasn't improper if you're an attorney and you know, for example, that you cannot conduct a proper investigation of classified emails when you haven't bothered to look at emails? Look at all the emails. Yes, yes. That doesn't make well, sense. He's, he's, well, he's credit, and I'm, I'm just trying to explain it here. Okay. I don't agree with all of it, but I think he's, unless somebody slaps him in the face with something that says, you know, we conspired to cover up for Hillary and to go after Trump, he is not going to draw that conclusion. He will simply report what people told him and then the recommendations that he makes. I just ignore the recommendations, frankly, and go to the facts that he reveals because they're 568 pages packed with facts that show abject bias by these agents, a core group of it, five or six of them at least, agents and attorneys, and also Department of Justice lawyers who were truncating the Hillary investigation and absolutely loathed and despised Donald Trump. And he says in there that that casts a cloud. He says it repeatedly, that their conduct cast a cloud over the entire investigation and indicated a willingness to use their power to stop Donald Trump from becoming president. So then why would he give any uh, recommendations beyond within? Why would he not recommend that the Hillary Clinton investigation be reopened because it was not properly handled? And why would he say that no bias affected the investigation in any way? I don't know why that conclusion is is in there or, or that particular language at the end because it's inconsistent with repeated conclusions throughout the report other than perhaps Rod Rosenstein drafted the end of it yeah. or edited the end of it. That's all I can figure because it is completely inconsistent with repeated statements in the report. In fact, I tweeted at Sydney Powell one today. That's my Twitter handle. And I included some literally photographic excerpts of the inspector general's report that I yellow highlighted. And uh, I mean, that's exactly from the report. So people can read for themselves what he actually said. Well, what's disturbing to me is that we all, I went through a laundry list in my open of everything that we already knew of crimes that were committed by Hillary Clinton, crimes like uh, Comey, uh, illegally leaking classified information, you know, crimes were committed. Everybody already knew it. Um, You know, this isn't over yet. Yeah, well, that well, that's what I'm hoping for because I got to be honest. I'm upset today that the that people I, I t- talked about expectations. People expected that this was going to corroborate crimes that we already knew, and therefore the result was going to be that today we were going to hear from Ray and from Sessions that the Clinton investigation was going to be reopened because it was obviously incomplete, not properly handled. We were going to hear that uh, that they were going to dissolve the Mueller Mueller investigation because, as DeSantis said in an opening clip of my show. The basis on which that investigation was begun was completely dismantled with this Mueller report. And we didn't hear that today. We didn't hear anybody was fired today. No, Christopher Ray comes out and says that the issue is training. That is crap. So I don't think anybody today is feeling good that there's going to be any accountability as a result of this. Instead, what do we see is that Manafort was put in jail. Yeah, that's just a whole nother outrage. But going back to the inspector general's report, 
it's important to remember that this is part one, okay? He has only dealt so far with the Hillary Clinton email investigation. I, like you, was disappointed there wasn't a whole lot more reflecting the actual evidence that they had gotten in the Hillary investigation that might give us clues to reopening it. But frankly, I'm only about 100, and I've been working on it nonstop, I'm only about 100 pages fully digested of the report so far, and I am finding a ton of things. I mean, I've got more articles going right now than I have time to write about. Okay. Um, I mean, I can't finish an article for going to the next page or or talking about what I've found already. There is a ton of stuff in there. And, you know, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on the Espionage Act violations, but there's a blatant finding that she had classified information on her unsecure server and that it was hacked by a foreign power. Well, okay, let me that is yeah. a flat-out violation of the Espionage Act. Okay, let Statute me... Inter- limitations might have expired on that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to interject and say that, you know, you're 100 pages in. There's all kinds of facts, to, like you just displayed, that prove that crimes were committed, and you're saying that it's not over. So that tells me that you actually... See, I'm, I'm looking past this IG report to say that I believe you, that you're only 100 pages in, 500 pages uh, that should prove that they're facts for the Hillary Clinton case to be reopened. Doesn't Sessions already know that? Doesn't Ray already know that? Why are they not already moving to reopen this, this investigation? And do you believe that the remaining people at the Department of Justice and the FBI have the will to carry this forward? I am still of the opinion, if well, if something doesn't happen pretty seriously within the next three months, we need to clean them both out. I've been trying to give Christopher Ray a pass. I, like you, was appalled at the press conference. I don't think he gets it at all. Um, and on top of that, he supervised Andrew Weissman, the villain in my book, while Ray was at the Department of Justice and Weissman was on the Enron Task Force. So he goes back with Comey and Mueller, which gives me absolutely no confidence that he is going to do what needs to be done there. So, you know, that said, there are issues at Department of Justice, too. I've never liked the choice of Rosenstein for deputy attorney general. He's been in the swamp for 30 some years. Uh, we just you can't clean out the swamp with people that have lived in it. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned all that because it's it's uh, I played a clip before you came on of um I think it was Congressman Biggs. They have written a letter demanding that the original draft of the IG report be shared because for 30 days it was allowed to be disseminated out to people that were under investigation and they were allowed to edit it. I know that there's today everybody now is talking about immigration and the GOP bill here and everybody's talking about Manafort and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, hey, wait a second. I'm not ready to move on from this. You're only 100 people. I'm not going to be moving on from it. I'm going to be writing about it for a week or more because it's going to take me at least that long to write everything. Thing I've found. I don't think this is going away anytime soon. Well, the, 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 the mainstream media and the left are trying to push it off. Push it off. Well, yeah, I'm and sure they are. They're trying to push it off. It's extremely damning for them. Remember also that there are 27 leak investigations going on inside the FBI and DOJ, and they did just indict the U.S. attorney in D.C., just indicted the head staffer for the Senate Intelligence Committee. That's the one that's supposed to have been running the bipartisan Russia collusion investigation and is going to wind it up because they've got nothing. And on top of that, their chief of staff was just (laughs) indicted for 
lying to yeah. FBI agents about his leaking and his affair with a woman 30 years younger than he is who's in the press. I mean, you can't make this crap up. No. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, in terms of... Um, it, it, in terms of the bias, Huber, Huber's still working too. Right. Huber's still working with. Well, I, I wanted right. I wanted to get into this bias thing a little bit. We've only got a couple minutes left. Uh, they uh, they they display bias, clear bias in terms of you've got Struck saying and Struck and Page. Uh, Struck saying, we will stop him. It's clear that there was bias. Uh, the, the IG report comes out and says, well, but there's no evidence that it actually affected the investigation in any way. But And, and I'm thinking from a prosecutorial standpoint, that's like somebody said today, it's circumstantial evidence. What right. it, what do you need as a former federal prosecutor? Would you not see, and I know you're only a page, 100 pages in, but, you know, other people like Matt Gates has been able to connect the dots and say, how can you say that there's not bias that affected the investigation? Oh, yeah. because, because, you know, if you look at the timeline, they ended the investigation of Hillary Clinton on, on uh, the end of July. It was only eight days later before they're after going after Papadopoulos. And then eight days after that. They went after somebody else. I mean, you can just look at the. In fact, play that. Can you play that the the final clip for us that had to do clip number two? D- listen to this. It's also important to remember the timeline here. Just nine days before Peter Strzok said, we'll stop him, that's when he opened up on Papadopoulos, and it was just six days later that he said they had an insurance policy against a Trump presidency. This was bias manifesting in official acts, and it's what undermines the entire Russia probe. To me, if Matt Gates, or however you say his name, was able to connect the dots and see that the bias was actually driving the investigations, how was it the IG report didn't find that? And then Christopher Ray comes out and says that there's no evidence of bias. Even the IG report did say that when it came to Peter Strzok moving from the Clinton investigation over to Russia, said that that, that he could not say with confidence that that wasn't an example of bias. Exactly. And he said repeatedly in this report that there was bias and that it created a cloud over the entire investigation and caused everyone to doubt its validity. So he did recognize that. Like I said, it it reads like somebody else wrote the recommendations at the end. It really does. Is your when you were um, a former federal? There is enough here. There, there is more than enough here. Just in the pages I've read, even and notes I've read on other pages, there is enough that I think a criminal obstruction of justice investigation should be opened with respect to people in the DOJ and the FBI for their conduct of the Clinton email investigation. Quickly on Manafort, your thoughts on that, because, and I don't know if you've, you, you've been so immersed in this IG report, but it just strikes me, without even getting into the details of his case, how, how he's thrown in the pokey for, I guess, a phone call or a text message to somebody trying to coordinate something. That's somehow, you know, egregious enough for him without any, it, without the trial even starting to be thrown into jail. But we've right. got, we've got all these other people over here, like Peter Strzok talking literally trying to undercut an American election. Yeah. And he's and he's not only not in jail, dude's still got his job. Yeah, at our time. 
Uh, the only reason Stroke might still have a job is because he's cooperating with the FISA part of the investigation. Because remember, he was the epicenter for the Hillary Clinton investigation. He was the agent who interviewed Mike Flynn, along with uh, one other. He was interviewing Hillary and the epicenter of, of that part of it and the Trump-Russia collusion thing. So he is key to all of it. Okay. And the FISA investigation will be coming next. I expect it to be every bit as detailed, if not bigger, than this one is. And it jolly well better find abuses by the FBI, serious violations, because the FISA courts already found that. And that cannot be disputed. Yes. Well, you know, I am disappointed. My expectations, and I think everybody's expectations, was that this IG report was going to come out and and just basically document what we already knew. Hillary Clinton committed crimes. This investigation was not properly handled. That that basically we had a weaponized FBI that in the course of covering up crimes for Hillary Clinton was simultaneously working a plot against to stop President Trump from getting elected and then to unseat him afterwards. And the expectation then was that a Trump administration with Jeff Sessions as attorney general and his guy, Christopher Wray, as the head of the FBI, would hold people accountable. There would be a reopening of, of the Hillary Clinton investigation. People would be fired and there would be subsequent indictments and a dissolution of the Mueller investigation. And that hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will, um, but I'm not going to let this drop and, and be sidelined and have people suddenly, you know, expect, you know, I, I'm hearing all these other media people tonight talking about something else, Sydney, and I'm like, are you kidding well, me? Yeah, this is this is the greatest scandal. Right. Yeah. This is the greatest scandal in this country. We have a weaponized FBI, the t- highest law enforcement agency in the land, and a Department of Justice has been weaponized literally to to interfere in our election and do a coup attempt. And people are more concerned tonight with what's happening at the, at the border, which, oh, by the way, is is self-inflicted and on um, a part of the families that are there, as well as the fact that the Democrats started that. And it's just, right. it's making me angry. It's making me crazy. Yeah, I, I get you. I'm, I'm right there with you. All right. Well, you, you are, are working hard on this. How can people read your articles and continue to follow this story? I've got a new couple of new websites, sydneypowell.com, and then one I think everybody will love is creepsonamission.com. <laughs> creepsonamission.com. I love it. Well, Sydney Powell, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your hard work and your dedication to this. You too, Andrea. Thank you very much. Oh, and you can get the T-shirt at Creeps on a Mission. Yes, I'm going to get mine. All right. Thank you so much. All Thank right. you. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to shift from the story into some other stuff because um, there is other stuff happening. There is. I am going to talk a little bit about the immigration because I'm going to push back against this, quote, moderate GOP plan. We're going to talk about some fun topics as well as a good read for the weekend. We're going to touch base on uh, what's going on here. Got to give you the latest crazy out of California. You're not going to believe this. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. This is Larry Marino on behalf of Move America Forward. Won't you stand with our brave soldiers who are serving overseas who won't be home for Independence Day? Won't you help send them care packages? Care packages that are hand-packed and individually addressed to soldiers. They feature gourmet coffee, premium beef jerky, Girl Scout cookies, personal care items, and more. Plus, a note you dictate. Call toll-free 855-787-6677. That's 855-7-TROOPS. 
Your tax-deductible donation of $500 sends 20 CareFacts, $250 sends 10, $100 sends 4. And while they last, each $100 donation earns a $20 food certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations in La Jolla and San Diego, family-owned with more than 100 menu items made from scratch daily. Stand with our troops. Send care packs now. Call toll-free 855-787-6677. That's 855-7-TROOPS. Or give online at am1170theanswer.com. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. Unfortunately, your next fill-up at the pump won't be half price. Your next night out won't be half price either. Here you go. I'll take that whenever you're ready. No rush. And your next trip to the grocery store, well, we know how that's going to go. But here's the good news. A quality private education can be had for your child at half price. AM 1170 The Answer proudly presents our private school half-off tuitions. Take your pick from quality schools, including City Tree Christian School, Christian Unified Schools of San Diego, Heartland Christian Homeschool Center, Jump Preschool and Kindergarten, South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, Vista Christian School, and John Paul the Great Catholic University. New schools are being added all the time. Check out the complete list now at AM 1170theanswer.com. But hurry, before the school you had your eye on sells out. Then call the half-off tuition hotline at 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757. Dennis Prager here. Summer is upon us, and many of you were looking to buy or refinance a home. I'm here with a man I have great respect for, Andy Stike of Purpose Funding. Andy, what's going on in the local housing market? So the interest rates are going up. It's no big secret. We're still finding that we're saving people a lot of money by consolidating debt, paying off student loans, paying off high interest credit cards. We had one person save 950, another 1100, and one client saved over $1,600 a month. So at Purpose Funding, you help people by saving them money? Yeah, that's really our whole purpose. We want to put ourselves in your situation, tell you exactly what we would do if it was us. So AM 1170 listeners, call Purpose Funding now to purchase a new home or refinance. 855-600-7633, 855-600-7633. Purpose Funding, 855-600-7633. Gary number 0186-41-04, and must number 273-299. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. 
Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to chime in. I'm curious uh, what you guys think is going to end up happening uh, with uh, the results of this IG report. Cindy Powell says she's only 100 pages of the 500 pages in. She says it ain't over yet. Um, I, but I'm excited to kind of let let my hair down a little bit and talk about something else for the next few minutes. I actually have a hero, a former uh, U.S. Army, among as well as, um, let's see, he was not just in the U.S. Army. He was also actually in the Air National Guard as well as the National Guard. I love that. Joining me now is Tommy Anderson. Um, after serving in those different branches, he's now an author of a great new fictional book called Haboob Win. Welcome to the show, Tommy Anderson. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Well, I'm great, and I'm excited to talk to you. Um, before we get into your book, I'm curious about the Air National Guard, because not everybody knows about the Air National Guard, although my godson, Woodrow, is actually in the Air National Guard and was actually became an officer in the Air National Guard at 13. Oh, amazing. Um, first off, before we get started, I wanted to thank you very much for having me on your program tonight. Well, certainly. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, um, quickly tell everybody a little bit about Air National Guard, because not everybody knows about that. Well, the Air National Guard is uh, one of the two reserve components of uh, the United States Air Force. Um, They're in all 50 states plus uh, uh, territories. And they're usually uh, combat units, uh, fighter, uh, air refuelers, uh, drone units now. They're, they serve that type of mission, and they uh, supplement uh, the active military uh, during emergency situations or as in the current war on terror. Well, thank you for um, serving and, and sharing that little bit of information because I'm a huge fan of the Air National Guard. And um, let's talk a little bit about your book because when I opened it up, the, one of the first things I saw was my favorite quote, quote from Ronald Reagan. I mentioned it last night. And it was our, and I'm going to paraphrase right now, our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. How did that shape you, and why did you quote that, and how did that shape your writing of this book? Well, it's, it's always been one of my favorite quotes as well. And uh, it, it rings so true because you can just look. Um, I want to go past the, the past eight years and how fast things have changed in America. So it only takes a short amount of time to lose the freedoms that we have and replace them with, uh, with things that people will think are freedom, but they're really not. And how did that shape and, your writing of the book? And well, writing? it shaped the writing of my book is because I, I've seen some parallels that were going on uh, from years past, from pre-World War II, uh, pre-Korea, and I saw them starting to repeat themselves over the past uh, eight years. 
and uh, I saw us slipping back into a, a mode where we'll be unprepared for uh, any type of future conflict. And I, I kind of wanted to uh, reflect that into a novel that would catch people's attention, but yes, also maybe scare them a bit and maybe let them do some thinking. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to get into too, I, I want to entice them into reading the book without giving too much of the details because, because it's kind of like a movie trailer. If they give everything in the, in the trailer, why do you need to see the movie? Right. So I don't want to get into exactly. too much detail, but tell everybody what is Haboob wind? Wind. Well, uh, Haboob wind is the actual definition is a violent, um, Middle Eastern windstorm or sandstorm. And, and they have some of those in uh, the Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. And people who live in that area are familiar with it. And uh, my use of that in my book was more of a metaphor to show a storm that was growing over America mm-hmm. and, and and covering it. And then uh, the military's uh, action to fight back. Okay. And, the, and it takes place on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, correct? That's correct. I made it. Uh, so it would take effect on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and it, it was, in essence, uh, sleeper cells that are are uh, in the country at this time and have wove their ways themselves into different parts of public governments, uh, military emergency services, and they all come alive on the 20th anniversary after a uh, an attack on America. What I love so much about this story is that, first of all, I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I love so I love anything related to um, movies and books that are related to anything involving the military, whether they're based on actual combat and engagements and wars that we've had or whether or not they're fictional. So it just fascinates me and it grips me. What I love about this this book is that it is fictional and it's something that's exciting and interesting, but it relates to what's really going on in our world. And I've been doing reports on my show for a long time about creeping Sharia and about about the the war that we war that we're engaged in, which is involves battlefield and involves um, Islamic jihad in the form of of the sword and attacks as well as creeping Sharia, and you know this just kind of involves the the war that 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 we're facing. And but you you and and it's fictional, but yet it's still kind of what we could actually be happening. Correct? That's correct. I took current events uh, with with Korea, with Iran, uh, with ISIS, Al Qaeda, and I kind of uh, morphed it all into one one scenario in which all of those had a part in it. I I've, there's nothing more um, exciting to me than the adaption of real-life situations. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm hoping that people will read the it, the book is Haboob Wind. It's a great way to get people engaged in terms of what is going on and what we face and the challenges we face and the threats that we face by doing it in a fictional way that's still related to, to some potential threats and realities that we face from a threat standpoint. And it's a way th- to get people excited. It's also possibly going to be made into a movie, Correct. That's correct. Uh, Global Edge Pictures in Hollywood had bought the uh, rights to uh, turn a boob wind into a major motion picture. Mm-hmm. It's in screenwriting right now, and uh, hopefully we'll have that all together uh, by August so that we can start going forward with uh, you know, getting development funding, and a director, and, and start lining up a cast.
Oh, fantastic. Well, hopefully you're going to come back and keep us abreast of, of the developments for that. And, and then I hope that I'm invited to the premiere. Tommy. Oh, I'd be more than happy to invite you there. Yay! Well, thank you so much. <laughs> How can people get the book? On Amazon, I'm assuming? It's on Amazon.com. It's on uh, BarnesandNoble.com. It's on uh, on uh, Goodreads.com. It's all over the place. All right. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Thank you for explaining the Air National Guard to those who don't know about it. And thank you for this great read. I'm super excited. I'm going to be reading it this weekend. Tommy Anderson and the book is Haboob Win. Thank you so much. Now, you, uh, Andrea K. Show listeners, stay tuned because coming up, we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And speaking of stinky, we got some more California crazy happening in terms of legislation here in San Diego. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. The setting is serene. Lunch at A.R. Valentine. The signature restaurant at the Lodge at Torrey Pines is an oasis in a busy day and the ideal setting for a productive business or relaxing social lunch. Seven days a week, alfresco seating, complimentary valet, and panoramic views of the world-famous Torrey Pines Golf Course. For reservations, log on to LodgeTorreyPines.com. A.R. Valentine at Torrey Pines for lunch that relaxes and inspires. LodgeTorreyPines.com. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Hi, this is Andrea Kay, and when I lived in Las Vegas, this southern girl fell in love with the desert landscape. I loved all the rock formations and the beautiful deep red rocks compared to that crisp blue sky. And that's why I love so much Erin Hansen in the Erin Hansen Gallery. She's a contemporary impressionist artist, and her new collection of red rock desert paintings is being presented next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m., located just off the 15 freeway at 9705 Carroll Center Road here in San Diego. Her vibrant paintings breathe such fresh color into traditional Western landscapes and take me right back into those beautiful desert areas. And each painting represents her unique view of the natural world. This collection will feature pieces inspired by Hansen's travels through the national parks and monuments of Utah and Arizona, Nevada, and Colorado. So don't miss it. They'll have live music and wine tasting. Join us at the Aaron Hansen Gallery for the Red Rock Show next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. or visit Aaron's page at AaronHansen.com. That's AaronHanson.com. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, every time the stock market does that bend but don't break kind of thing, the market bears kind of pop up to remind everybody that it is just a matter of time before we have a market correction or give back, just to make sure that your allocation is suitable 
suitable, it is age appropriate, and that you are completely tuned in to the risks that you may or may not be choosing to bear inside of your investment accounts. If you'd like to have that chat with me, come on in for your free retirement consultation with me. I meet with everybody personally here in my Mission Valley office. It is absolutely free of charge. doesn't cost you a penny. Just come on in. You can also talk about your Social Security benefits as well. Give me a call. Come on in for your free consultation with me. That's it for this edition of the Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schnatter. I'll be back with you tomorrow on these same Salem Network stations. People who consistently do what's right can be hard to find these days. Larry Elder here, the sage from South Central, with my good friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows. Aaron, you represent this ethic. That's why I've recommended you to my friends, and they love the work you've done for them. Thank you, Larry. Coming from you, it really means a lot. You are one of the smartest people I know. So, friends, if you are looking for new windows and doors, take Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll take great care of you, just like we did Larry's friends and family. Thanks, buddy. For the highest quality custom windows and doors made right here for you, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about getting 20% off your entire order and one year of interest-free financing. That's California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. I've got a few minutes left. I could maybe squeeze in a call, but got a lot to, to talk about. Um, okay, so some California crazy real quick in San Diego. Um, I don't know about the rest of the country, but a lot of, a lot of neighborhoods are complaining about uh, short-term rentals because of issues like noisy neighbors and properties not being upkept, which are basically the same issues that you could have with any neighbor. And it all comes back to the homeowner, whether it's the owner themselves living there, whether or not they've got a renter, and whether the renter is short-term or long-term. But you know what? People still complaining. You see signs around, um, you know, this is a real neighborhood. We don't like these short-term rentals. Um, So people considered, I guess, that this was like a big issue to solve. Well, who comes in as the hero to solve the short-term rental problems? Wearing his cape is Republican Mayor Kevin Faulkner. Did you hear about this, uh, DJ Carrot Sticks? Yeah. Yeah. So he comes in, and he's going to, quote, solve a problem that doesn't really exist because these problems are the same problems that every neighborhood has, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, noisy neighbors and, you know, property not being upkept. You know, you can't really force somebody to have good manners. There are noise statutes and things where people can pay a fine. But at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. So uh, he comes in and decides that he's going to now, um, if you want to do a short-term rental, you've got to, quote, get permission in the form of a permit, which, and then they're going to use the money to, for affordable housing. Let that sink in. Doesn't solve any problems that are supposedly associated with short-term rentals. So it's nothing more than a way to pick the pockets of supposed homeowners. You don't really own your own property when the government can come and just pick your pockets and take money from you to use at will. Well, the other thing, too, that was that you can't have more than two uh, Airbnbs. And it's like, well, most people just have the one. Yeah. 
So this is nothing more than an excuse for a government official to come up with a way to try to get money for income redistribution. It doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't it, it, at all. And it certainly doesn't solve the original problem. So that's uh, that's what's going on here in California. Crazy. And um, so I, I don't know if if uh, Falconer can even run for reelection. But, you know, it's just more Republican craziness uh, here of the week and stink of the week. It's time for those awards. I always put it out to you guys for Hero of the Week. Clearly this week it's President Trump. Not only are we safer today than we were last week, there's a long way to go with this North Korean situation, but we are safer today than we were. He's already been nominated for a Peace Prize. This comes on top of the fact that he was exonerated by this IG report. It's, it's The Mueller investigation should be stopped immediately. President Trump is, and not even just that, but think about the hero because had he not won would we know any of this stuff that had gone on in our Department of Justice and our FBI? Runner-up to here of the week is the grandma in Georgia who strangled a bobcat to death. Stink of the week has got to be the FBI and the Department of Justice. The stench is absolutely clear, and I don't know what we're going to do to completely rid it, but at least we're on our way. Thanks to everybody for being here. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thanks to my guests tonight. Love you all. Have a great weekend, and we'll be right back here Monday at 6 p.m. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.